Hello again and welcome to the Vulgar Vancouver Podcast. I'm your host, D. Sandy, coming to you not live, but recording from, again, my parents' basement. A bit of a change up here. I want to say hi to my co-host, Spangler himself, coming to you from his parents' basement. How are you doing today? I'm good. Um... I am good. Going to the game tonight. Very excited about that. Um, pretty boring week. I think I have another ear infection, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, let's get on with it. Are you gonna? You're gonna be able to play hurt. You're gonna. You're gonna play through it. You're gonna get. I'll manage. It. Yeah, I'll. I'll do what I can. I'm a. I've always been a. Uh, I've always been a fighter. Um, play through injuries, except for my last season of hockey, where I'll be honest, I did fake a couple injuries because um, I didn't want to play anymore. But um, not today. I will not be faking any injuries today. Yeah. I will. I'll make it. Um, Luongo night. Luongo night. No more. No more sore left pinky toes for you. You're gonna. You're no. gonna get through. No. All right. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, uh, first and foremost, let's do this. There we go. I am drinking a Sleeman Original Lager. Uh, I don't particularly enjoy these. They're quite heavy, but you know what? (laughs) It was free because it was in my dad's fridge, and I just kind of took it. So thanks, Dad. Um, What are you drinking, Diego? I have a Coors Original. It was in my fridge. I have no idea where it came from. Kind Mm. of a basic beer. It's, It's good, though. Probably my favorite of the basic beers. Um, yeah, but not much else to say about it. Yeah. And full disclosure, it is literally just past noon right now, but there is no way in fucking hell we are recording without a beer. So, uh, you know what? It's the sacrifices we make for you, uh, mm-hmm. the listeners. The the tens of listeners or the two listeners that we got on the last podcast. <laughs> But we're keeping at it, and we're doing. We all hey, we got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're just gonna keep going. Yeah. What's funny is not even our friends listen to the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't be bothered. They, and they you already were... know too. They listen to podcasts like all day. Yeah, you already and... know they're listening to Canucks Central, and we're talking about the same shit. But they're like, yeah. Fuck our friends. Like, we want to listen to Dan Riccio or whoever the fuck it is, Satyar Shaw. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we're the better podcast. We're what you want to listen to. Keep it here mm-hmm. at Vulgar Vancouver. We're going to kick it off here again uh, in our introduction, as we always do with the Canucks. So, last week we were complaining about 500 hockey. You know, it's a pleasant problem. Now they just bang off three wins in a row. And uh, they're trying to make it four tonight. I mean, the, the thing with 500 hockey, when you alternate losses, uh, wins and losses, all you need is to replace one of those wins with a loss and you have three wins in a row. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so really, they just needed they needed a bit, of, bit more puck luck, a bit more things to go their way. And uh, they've made it three in a row. How do you feel about these last three games and this little win streak here? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I think we, yeah, the last one we talked about, the Minnesota game, 
Um, they had to win that. The Hurricanes game, I'll be honest, I was at the bar kind of half paying attention, playing some pool, shooting some pool with the boys. Um, I think I lost every game of pool. Uh, we played for like two hours. Um, but huge win. I don't think Carolina's doing very well right now. They've had like kind of a, a weak stretch, but nevertheless, another good win. And then uh, a fun game on Tuesday against the the Lightning. A really fun game to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I was I was with the girlfriend Saturday night, but I've, I I I catch the I catch the highlights and I catch the recaps on Sportsnet. So keep up to date. But uh, at the same time, it, it's 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 strong, and um, you know I think they they made some statements after giving up six goals at home to New Jersey. They get the shutout um, against Minnesota. Then they win 4-3 in a tighter game. Um, so, And then Tuesday, they only give up one goal to the Lightning. So that's zero goals, then three goals, one goal. Uh, by my calculation, uh, what's four divided by three? That's... You can't do that. That's one one point three goals per game in their last three games. So, uh, a lot better showing from the defense, um, which I think is is nice. And it's again, it's calming. But also, I think that uh, goes to show uh, Thatcher Demko. I know I said that I thought he'd get the start on Tuesday against the Lightning, but I think he he really stood on his head there and he kept him in there for that first period. Yeah. He played incredible. Um, huge saves throughout the game, like all throughout some stretch saves. Um, another, another big game by Demko. And uh, that's a huge reason why we're here right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, first, topic i want to talk about uh we talked we touched it last week but um brock besser he he keeps up the pace he uh gets a hat trick on tuesday that's his second natural hat trick um of the year uh last one came on the first game of the season against the edmonton oilers where he had four goals actually uh and I think what was interesting with his performance uh, on Tuesday was it was it was three different styles of goals. So the first one, he's in front of the net, getting hungry, uh, going to the puck and burying it on the backhand. Second one comes off of a pass and then just an absolute clapper into the back of the net. And then his third one comes when they're actually defending the lead and uh, puts it into an empty net after he did rip it over the bar before that. Um, but it, 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 it just shows he seems like a more of a versatile player this year. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. He's all around. Uh, before, it was just his shooting. And uh, this year, not only is his shooting a lot better, he's playing um, a – what do they call it? Fuck. Um, when it's like all over the ice, what's the term? Uh, God, a, dude. I... A rover? Is that no, a... no, 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 no. 
He's playing a north south game. <laughs> sh- sure. Whatever one of those cliche terms are. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing it all. Um, I actually had a question. Is Should an empty net goal be considered like a natural hat trick? Like it's it's not really a natural hat trick if it's an empty net goal. You know what? It, it's kind of it, it's kind of one of those bittersweet things. It's like, oh, okay, you know, you you scored, great, you got you got your hat trick, but like, does it weigh as much as three goals against an actual goalie? Yeah. Um, I think the thing though that you got to think about is he scores the two goals, but he is out there defending a lead. Like it, it's not, and, and you know, Rick Tockett is not going to put someone out there just because he's on two goals and, you know, he wants to get his players a hat trick. He, 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 he cares about the details. So I, I think the most important thing that you got to think about is, Frickin' Brock Besser is out there defending a lead. Like, when have you heard about that ever in his career? I don't think I would have ever imagined that in his entire time here. Mm. I mean, it, it just it, he, he he hasn't seemed like that player ever. Where you're, you're going to throw him out in, in crunch time to to play in his own end, but um, I think just with empty net goals. Yeah, it seems it seems bittersweet, but you know what? Uh, you're trusting that player to be out there um, defending that lead. So I think it is it it, it still is deserving because you still mm-hmm. got to get up in the play. You gotta you gotta turn the puck over and and you gotta seal it for your team, right? So it's still not a, still not an easy feat. But uh, furthermore, he is tied for the league leading goals with Austin Matthews. I mean. I I'm just waiting for him to slow down, but I'm I'm again. It's it's the Canucks fan in me that's that's waiting for Armageddon, waiting for Doomsday. But it just it seems like it isn't coming. It seems like he's just figured it out. Can we can we say that he is a talented goal scorer now? Like I every goal he scores, I'm like, yeah, the collapse is coming soon. Like it will happen. He's not going to keep scoring at this rate. And then he just does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's nothing else to say other than he is a goal scorer. The goal scorer we wanted when we drafted him after that first year. Um, he's all the way here, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. I think he's figured it out. And... Um... Yeah, what I just think about is what's funny is we, when he signed that three-year, I think he's making 6.6. That that He's eligible for an extension at the end of this year. Fuck. So it's like, it, 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 just, it just seems like such a flip when we were worried about getting rid of the contract versus maybe keeping him. And what can he fetch as a league-leading goal scorer um, versus what he was when he signed that three-year, $6.6 million contract? I mean, if if he keeps up this pace and he 
gets to 40 goals, it's that contract has got to be near an 8 million mark, wouldn't you think? Yeah. We got so lucky not trading him. I remember that was a big topic for a while. Because um, he has like a weird contract too with like the arbitration and shit. I don't know if that matters anymore, but it was a really weird contract and everyone wanted to move him out. But like, what do you get in return? Um, And then now he's just exploded. And now you're looking at him probably making eight. Oh shit, my dad. (laughs) One sec. Yeah. Oh goodness. You good? Oh. Hello. You good? Yeah. Did you, did you get all of that? Yeah. Like you can hear my dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. He was so mad. I don't even know what the big deal is. What? You didn't eat food? No. So I went to my grandma's. Um, two weeks ago and yeah. uh, while my parents were gone and just got like uh, she, she sent me leftovers from like the dinner we had and I guess I just yeah. left them in the fridge totally forgot yeah. about it um, yeah. and a little then, bit of a experiment yeah just because I had like no good food um, and I uh, yeah I, I guess my dad just found it in the fridge like today like just now and he just got like really mad at me for that i don't know what the big deal is it's like like just chuck it you know but whatever yeah. oh, i totally lost my train of thought what are we talking about um so yeah we were talking about uh oh the contract rid of brock besser's contract yeah okay okay so as uh as Dago's dad gets mad at him, um, we're going to come back here into the podcast and uh, continue our conversation on Brock Besser's contract. So, yeah, everyone was trying to get rid of it. And uh, you were you were talking about, you know, the trade requests and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we keep them. And um, now we got to like you got him, you got Pedersen, you got to sign. Um, Peronic. Yeah, um, you do have Myers coming off the board, um, mm-hmm. but Zadorov. Yeah, we have to sign him. Zadorov, and you also have um, the the painful cap penalties of Oliver Ekman Larson coming up now too, because um, this year for that buyout, uh, I think his cap hit came in under a million. But uh, it's gonna it's gonna bump up now, and it mm-hmm. and it gets uh over four million for a couple of years, which is gonna be pretty painful. That's mm-hmm. just dead cap space, right? So yeah, yeah, you do have to sign the signs the door off. He's three point eight, um, and then uh, we did like this year have um, what was it? Luongo came off the board. Finally, 30 years later. Yeah, it's something stupid like that. It was this year or last year. Like, that, see, that I was thinking about that driving home the other day. And that just makes no fucking sense to me. 
how can you sign a contract that's according to the rules at the time? They didn't break any rules. They they yeah, signed that's what I, a contract yeah. that was egregious. It's a it was an egregious contract, and I get why they had to change the rules. But how how can you punish a team for following a rule? the rules mm-hmm. yeah we got fucked pretty hard there and it, it's just it was crazy and mm-hmm. and i remember when he retired everyone was like in in the canucks organization or everyone in vancouver was like oh shit like that sucks that he retired and i was thinking i was like yo he hasn't been on our team for like seven fucking years like what's what's the big fucking deal and then I see this like cap recapture penalty. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's off the books now. It's stupid. But yeah, that is a good segue into who we're gonna see tonight. Roberto Luongo. Yep. Big big part of our childhood. Huge part of our childhood. Um, and you know, I think everyone—it's—it's it's the main question, it's the main topic of conversation. So, let's just get our two cents uh, into it. Does yeah. he deserve to be retired, rather than just in the Ring of Honor? Um, no, I think just because he wasn't drafted by the team, he didn't retire with the team. He played. Eight seasons, I think he came in 06, left in 14. Yeah, so eight seasons, kind of like, wait, why does it say he had 42 games in 2014? Oh, he got traded. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's, I I don't think so. Um, There is an argument for it, but. The, like, if you look at, like, the Sedins, they were drafted here. They played the whole season here. They retired here. They were both assistant captains, and then Henrik becomes a captain. Uh, Luongo was a captain for just a season, but that was – I mean, that was weird. Remember when they did that? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I don't think – he can have his number retired here. Yeah. I wouldn't be, like, mad if they did. Or, like, yeah. But um, I don't – I don't. I understand them not doing it. Yeah. I think the main argument is uh, he's someone who you can associate with a different um, organization uh, heavier than the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know – and the thing is, it, the numbers don't lie, though. Like, he has the most wins uh, as a Canuck, like, goaltender in franchise history. He holds a lot of franchise records. So the argument is there uh, for that side. But the other side of it is he's just so heavily associated with the Florida Panthers. And it just seems... it. it it doesn't seem like a slam dunk to to retire his numbers. Uh, like, obviously, the easiest one was Daniel and Henrik. They're here their whole careers, drafted by the organization. 
but it just it, it like the fact that I seem hesitant to do it just makes me believe that they probably shouldn't. But then again, with Beret and uh, and Nasland, you know. Yeah, should... but Nasland was captain for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Um, and also, when you look at, like, the records by Luongo, like, what are you really comparing that to? You know, there we haven't had – we had Kirk McLean, who was – I think he was good, but he wasn't, like – he was just on that run. Yeah. He yeah, wasn't, he... like, a top – like, he wasn't, like, a, like a Patrick Waugh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't he didn't have the numbers that long. No. Um, so, yeah, I think we, we both kind of agree here that I just, I, I just, I can't, I can't fully put his number up into the rafters, uh, ring of honor, fully deserved, great career, thankful for everything he did. You know, he stood on his head so many times, made so many big saves, um, that he deserves to be honored, and I and I think this is the right way to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, he, my first memories are that 2007 playoff series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas, when he stood on his head, he basically carried them to the second round. Um, he had a 72 save game, I believe it was. Yeah, that was when we weren't old enough to stay up for the end of it. Or at least I wasn't. Yeah. I, had, I had to go to bed by the third period or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that went to six overtimes or something like that or five. Yeah. Over, it was something. Okay. Crazy, but, um, and then da- or Anaheim, who went on to win the whole thing. So um, yeah. those are my first memories. I don't really remember anything before that. Um. And then all the way, the story goes on, 2011. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Just what are your, what are some of your memories from that Stanley Cup run? You know, what do you, what do you remember about, you know, the run and then as it came down to it, game seven? What I remember is that, um, he had so many bad games, mm-hmm. um, and but, but a lot of good games as well. That's it, yeah. And when he had his good games, it was like Luongo is the man. He's the best goalie in the league. We're riding him. And then, like two games later, you're starting Corey Schneider. It was kind of like Luongo sucks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like it was just never consistent, um, yeah. especially in that last round. Um, and it, uh, I mean, you can't blame all of game seven on him. Uh, but there's a couple that snuck by that shouldn't have. Yeah. Like the one where he got pushed in, he made like no effort to, um, whatever, dude. I don't, I'm, I know I'm going to like watch the game back again one day and just like probably cry. Yeah. Um, but, uh. Yeah, it was it was so up and down. And I mean, the best moments were like his saves, like against Chicago. Yeah. Um, game seven overtime. 
comes over. Uh, Patrick Sharp slides over the net. Robs like, if it. he didn't save that, we wouldn't even know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, and yeah. the, the craziest part about that series, and it, it's, it's not just game seven overtime. It's game seven overtime after the Canucks were up three nothing in that series. Wait, what? We it, were? Yeah. No, we were up two nothing. Nope, nope. The Canucks were up three buzz in that series. I don't think so, dude. You can take it to the bank. They didn't you, win a game on the road. You nope, you can take it to the bank. Um against um Chicago. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking Boston. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Against against Chicago, so they they go up three nothing in that series. Chicago comes back and ties it <laughs> at three three. Probably because Luongo was ass for three games straight. Yeah, that's what I remember. And then, yeah. you know, he. I I remember Corey Schneider. I think got a start in there um, during the series, but then Luongo gets a start in game seven and the rest is history. He gives up one goal, brings the, brings the Canucks to overtime. And uh, you know what? Uh, That goal by Alex Burrows that we all remember. um, I can visualize it right now. That was so good. That it doesn't happen if if Luongo doesn't slide across, get in position, and make that save. It wasn't like he, you know, like flashed the leather or anything like that. But uh, you know what? The pass came across. He's in the right position, and he he takes it off kind of the inside of the blocker. And it was a heart dropping moment. Like it was so intense that whole game. Um, and then Burrow scored. Like yeah. it was just like probably the funnest game, yeah, of my life. I still love watching highlights yeah. from that game. Um, I remember I had a funeral the next day in fucking Edmonton. <laughs> it went from like the biggest high to <laughs> waking up at like God, I don't know, six in the morning. We had to drive, and I couldn't sleep because it was such an intense game. Yeah, and then we we didn't fly. We drove to Edmonton. Holy! So we went from like this awesome game to waking up, hopping in the car, and then driving like ten hours for a funeral. <laughs> it's fucking tough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's that's what I remember most from that series. And then they they handled the Preds and the Sharks pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, we all we all remember Kevin BX's goal. Um, but then again, the Canucks are up three one in that series, and you know, you just you, you had a feeling the whole way that it was it was the Canucks' time to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. And um, yeah, I mean, I just I remember watching that game one uh, where they the Canucks score with whatever it was, 10, 15 seconds left. And uh, I just remember me and my dad running around the living room. And uh, I think my my stepmom got a little mad because we were <laughs> so happy. But I'm going to be mad but, about that. Though. 
you, you can't. You can't. And it, it led up to that game seven. Um, but, you know, when you give up, when you just get blown out, like fucking blown out three games and it's and it goes to game seven, you just you don't have a good feeling. And uh, the Canucks give up that first goal and then the second goal goes in. I mean, it's a game that you were so excited for, but that just it fell flat. And uh, it was such a bad game from start to finish. Yeah. Like at no point was I like, all right, like we're in it. Like it was just awful. It was like a tough, like it was. It was like it was like a funeral. Yeah, because there was like nothing to be happy about this from yeah. start. Like it was just the 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 funeral started in the first period too. Yeah. So it was just it was drawn out very long. There was nothing there was no show for hope in that game. Um there was nothing to cheer for. They get shut out. Like it's just it, it was just it, it was saddening that you know the, it's a it's a game that you get so excited for you don't get it. You don't get it ever. Like we've gotten it twice in fifty years, and um, it just it, it fell flat. At least um, in '94, you know, you get to cheer for a three-two goal, and it, it goes down to the wire. But you know, for nothing, it's just it's it, it was sad, and uh, you know, I just remember, <laughs> I remember the game ends and everyone was over at my dad's place and and everyone, you know, is leaving and is all sad. And then the last person leaves and my dad turns to me and he's like, I know that was hard. You know, it's okay to cry. And I just started <laughs> oh. fucking bawling. <laughs> like I was, I was holding it in that whole time because I didn't want to cry in front of mm-hmm. everyone. And then my dad turns to me and says that and just absolute waterfall. Like an absolute fucking waterfall comes out of my eyes. And I'm just like crying so hard. Like, you know, it's, (laughs) I, I want to say that, like, I wish that didn't happen, but I think it, 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 it built my character and it, and it prepared me to be a Canucks fan because I just, uh, after that moment, you know, you're, you're, you're prepared for any sports heartbreak, um, per se. I cried too. Yeah. I, but when I went to bed, I remember mm. I didn't cry after I just, I went to bed and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. Like I tried to be that guy. Yeah. Um, and, and I then- cried in bed. Um, like you got you got in room in your room alone, and then I was just like, the tears, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can show my emotions now. Yeah, cause and it kind of um, what, so like maybe thirty minutes after the game, um, they start showing the news of the riots, and I was just so confused. I was like, Dad, mm-hmm. why are they doing this? Like, what is this actually in Vancouver? And he's like, Yeah, I'm like, what? why are they doing that? And he's like, I don't know. It's just what, it's just what happens, man. <laughs> There's no real reason. Yeah. Um, 
And um, so I wasn't really crying. I was more just like, what the hell is going on here? This is insane. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then the whole time I'm sitting there thinking like, I'll never do anything like that. And now that I'm old enough and I'm like, dude, I get it. <laughs> it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I understand get the frustration. Like and the I, alcohol too. It's like they're all fucking hammered being idiots. Oh, dude. The thing is, if, if we were watching that game seven, we would be fucking blitzed. Like we would be blitzed. So We'd be in the middle of that. You know, like I, I, I get it, and I mean, I think uh, to be honest, I think I'd have the self control, like, to not set a cop car on fire. <laughs> but I can't tell you that um, I wouldn't be down there, like, with the crowd. I wouldn't do anything, but I'd just be there, and I'd be like, "What the fuck?" You know. I think we'd get stuck. Um... Like, trying to keep our friends from doing shit. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. fighting other people. Like, I know our friends would try to fight other people. Yes. Um, yes. Or, like, end up in fights. And we'd be too busy, like, trying to break everything up and, like, potentially even ending up in our own fights and shit. Yeah. Um, I think that would be kind of us. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I would, like, start flipping cars and breaking into London drugs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I... <laughs> Yeah, because I, I think we're smarter now, and I, mm-hmm. again, like, fuck. Like, it, it's just, it, it, it is dumb. It was a dumb fucking moment for Vancouver, a dumb fucking moment for a lot of people. And I, I get it. They were drunk, and they probably woke up the next day and were like, holy shit, I was fucking super stupid there, and I shouldn't have done it. Um, but Yeah, and then they did the thing on Facebook. I think everyone brought their brooms downtown <laughs> they were like trying to be nice like clean up their image so then everyone came downtown with brooms <laughs> to try and it's like dude just just let it let the wind take care of it man what are you doing um it's also what what's a broom gonna do to a car <laughs> i don't know yeah like fuck <laughs> like this, this is way more than just like cleaning your basement like it's yeah it's, it's pretty it's, bad it's, it's like putting a lipstick on a pig when you're just fucking <laughs> broom down yeah it's like the result of hundreds of thousands of drunk super mad hockey fans going to war against like each other i guess i don't really know like what the goal is when you're because it's like what what's what's the objective it's like hopefully like they give us the stanley cup out of like, sim- sympathy like yeah you know no one really knows why um well but the, the thing it. is the thing is with sport right you don't have something to physically be mad at um like you you can't really take it out on anything like it's not like like with sport yeah they're on the they're on the ice they're doing the thing but <sighs> you're just kind of mentally like with them, you're mentally supporting them. So when they lose and you're that mad and you're that hyped up on emotion, it's as the Canucks are tied to Vancouver. I think your mind goes to, you know, fuck Vancouver, like fuck it. And then you just destroy the city because the the hockey team lost (laughs) It is, and I've thought about this a lot. It's 
Weren't they gonna make like a thirty for thirty about it? They uh, so it's not a thirty for thirty, but there is a documentary coming out about it called "Just Here for the Riot." Uh, yeah, because there were a lot of people there that were just rioting. They didn't actually care about the game. Yeah. So from whatever, but what I've thought about a lot is that it was the perfect storm where um, it's the only major sport team in the city. Um, every other city except for Winnipeg and Ottawa, which are relatively newer teams, um, have won already. Um, and Canada or hockey's the biggest sport in Canada, like by far. Um, if you think about like any other city, like even in the states, like most teams have already won something. Um, so I really just think that could have only happened and could still only happen in Vancouver. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's just everything just kind of came together where, like, at least every other city has, like, three other teams that they can just cheer for. For us, this is it. And we've waited a long time. Uh, 50 now at the time, it was 40, which which is still really long, but now 50. So it all just kind of came together, and I think um, it, it makes sense if you think of it that way yeah yeah and also i think just uh how about not take it to game seven if you're gonna lose (laughs) like at least at least lose in game five or something like that so that we're just like oh well fuck even if we won this game we would have to win two more games and blah 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 you know like i wonder that like if they lost earlier would we riot yeah Um, i feel like now we would 20 like 2023 if they went now i feel like we'd riot if they lost at any point even if they got swept yeah because it's like kind of a symbol now as fucked up as that sounds like they did in 94 they've done it again and um i feel like any time they uh lose in the final going forward unless they win it finally there will be another riot well what i think is you know i don't think the thing is, I think the city of Vancouver will be smarter and not let that many people downtown. Um, but then again, they might just go to Surrey and fucking riot there. But, like, I think the riot will be bigger if they win. Rather you think so? Lose. I don't know, man. Because, it, so, I was listening to... Uh, an interview on Donnie and Dolly of the girl who made the uh, documentary just here for the riot on 11 riots. Mm -hmm. And from her research, uh, we are the only city that riots when they lose versus when they win. Oh, other, other cities riot when they win. Yeah. Okay. What's like a city that right like I think maybe Philly back in 2017 was that yeah. a riot? Yeah, yeah. Also, but like in Boston when they did beat Vancouver, even though it was an away game for them, uh, 
there was riots um, in Boston. Like there was cars set on fire and everything. It wasn't to the extent that Vancouver did, but you know, it, I did not know that at all. I guess it just got overshadowed so hard, but I actually didn't yeah. know that they had riots in Boston when they won. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the same thing happens, but it, uh, it wasn't to the extent that, that Vancouver had it. Um, but you know, I think that is what it is, but, uh, I think we need to move on from that because the big, it's a big story and there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot of memories, but you know, it's, it's, it was a, it was a dark day, dark day in my history, dark day in Vancouver history. And just, just a sad, sad moment. Um, but let's move on to the current Canucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, now is now. They're currently fourth in the league uh, at 37 points, which is very promising, very good. I still don't think they're the real deal. I still don't think they're a contender. But it, it's, a, it's a good place to be in. And I think a big reason for that success is the player that is second in the league at points, and that's JT Miller. So do you think JT Miller gets, you know, the recognition and the credit that he deserves for uh, all he does for this team? Because I just, I, I, I don't know. For me, it feels like he, 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 he's a, he doesn't really get the, you know, the recognition he deserves all the time. Yeah, so there's two sides of the argument, and there's a lot of, um, like, the nerds, like, advanced stats, analytics people that um, have a lot piled against them. So people that aren't watching Vancouver, they see that shit, and they're like, oh, like, he's overrated, he gets a lot of second assists, this and that. Um, and he's not, like, a super flashy player like Pedersen, who has less points. Um, but, oh, fuck, I totally just lost it. What was I just about to say? He's, okay, he's the straw that stirs a drink. There we go. You don't see it, um, when you're not watching it, and that's why a lot of, I've heard a lot of people say he's overrated, um, but most people don't stay up till... 10 o'clock, which is what time the game start at out east mm-hmm. to watch Vancouver play. That's always mm-hmm. been how it is. Um, so I understand where people are coming from, and uh, he's not getting the recognition he deserves at all. Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, I mean, I just feel like the negative and the the outbursts that he has and the big f bombs that he drops, um, you know, are are so amplified for the negative reasons that they show versus the positive. I just think his his care meter is is bigger than anyone's on the team, uh, and I'm and I'm starting to see that with Quinn Hughes in a more contained fashion, but you know what he's just entertaining. Like I, I just, he's just an entertaining fucking player. He's good on the defensive end when he does uh, back check. I, I, I have seen some shifts where he kind of glides out there. I will admit it, mm-hmm. but um, 
from defense to offense, you know, he blocks pucks, he he hits guys, he drops the gloves, he scores, he assists, gets up in the play. If he has a bad shift, you know, he'll skate to the bench and drop a big F-bomb. I just love to see it. It's just entertaining to me. And you know what? He, I think he bleeds for this team. And it, it's someone, I guess, for for a media folk to, uh, you know, write a negative story on. It's it's not too hard. Um, but I just it's I, an easy it's an easy clickbait story. Yeah. To shit on Miller. Yeah. Because um, everyone around the league loves Hughes and all the. All three, like the Hughes brothers, everyone likes Pedersen, Demko, Besser. They're all like cool stories. It's easy to rip on Miller. Um, he also, when you think about when we traded for him, he was never supposed to be like this good, really. Yeah. He was supposed to be just like a solid second liner mm-hmm. um, that just uh, put up some points and it was just a piece, but. Um, so he was never even supposed to be that guy. And now that he's just kind of tearing it up, um, I think it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Because we got him for, like, what, a second-round pick? It was a first-rounder. So it was. It, it was. It's worth it. I mean, it's fucking good, good trade. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was a remnant of the Jim Benning regime. And um, – mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think someone like that high in the lineup can get an unsung hero reward uh, as they as the Canucks give their like year end awards out. It's usually the unsung hero goes to a fourth line or something like that. And I think it'll probably be like a, maybe not even a Hoaglander anymore. Yeah, because Hoaglander's played up in the lineup a lot. He's, he's but... on the front lines now. Yeah, I'm not exactly. Um who you give it to because I you know Tyler Mott those couple of years where you know he was playing on the fourth line and mm-hmm. I, I think he was kind of easy to give it to um, I'm not 100% sure, 100% sure if he even got it but that was my pick for Unsung Heroes but um, you know I just I don't think he gets he gets 100% the recognition he deserves but I'm look I'm glad he's JT Miller's on this team. Uh, honestly, I can say I'm glad that it's not that they 100% chose him over Bo Horvat, but as the contracts kind of decided themselves, you know, it, they it was JT Miller or Bo Horvat. You couldn't you couldn't afford both of them, and I think they made the right choice here. And honestly, right now. I I like Quinn Hughes as the captain over Bo, Bo Horvat. And that's easy to say because there's team success. But I just think Quinn Hughes, everyone's talked about it, but just the way he carries the puck and the way he performs on the ice is just so impressive every single time you, uh, you, you watch him. Hey. Yeah, like he had three assists last game, and that's like starting to be an average thing for him. Um, and it's funny they posted like um, a graphic of highest scoring defensemen for the mm-hmm. Canucks, and he's already in like second or third after like what four or five seasons. Um, but then I was yeah. looking, it's like 
he's third he's third behind Alex Edler and I think it was uh, I don't want to But that's what I mean though. We can't I don't want to remember it's like not even by that many points like he's third behind Alex Edler and I think he's like 80 points away or something like that yeah he's gonna catch it like probably next year Um, yeah but my point is is like dude we have not had good defensemen (laughs) my (laughs) god like and he is like the best defenseman in the league right now but um, man, like it's, it's been pretty bad. Yeah. On the back end. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> Alex Edler, we just mentioned him, uh, you know, he was a good defenseman when in his prime, but he did not look like Quinn Hughes carrying the puck up the ice. Like it just, it it's a different, he, Quinn Hughes is a different prototype of defenseman. He's not a big guy. Um, but he knows how to be effective. He knows how to carry the puck. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's impressive. And he does actually lead the league in assists, um, which just, you know, shows how he can carry the puck in the zone, set people up along with, he does lead the league at a plus minus of plus 23. And, Actually, in fact, his D partner, Philip Hronick, is second at plus 19. Um, so, you know, it just goes to show how much the ice is tilted when Quinn Hughes is on the ice. Hey? Well, yeah, remember when, like, what, two years ago, he was one of the biggest minuses in the league? Yeah, he he, he almost held the, uh, the, the green jacket, the Masters green jacket. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, and, um, everyone was talking about, like, dude, like, he's good, but he's not responsible defensively, and then, uh, he never, like, looking at his size, like, you never thought he would be good defensively, it was just like, oh, we got a good power play defenseman, good puck moving defenseman, but that's about it, but he totally turned it around, and that's why he deserved the captaincy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and 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 like I said, like I I think it's I because J T Miller is my favorite player, and that's why I was like he has the most passion. Give him the captaincy. Um, I think he deserves it, but I think this year has just changed my mind because I see that same passion that I see in J T Miller. Um, I see that same passion in Quinn Hughes that I see in JT Miller, but Quinn Hughes is just, he's more contained. He knows what to say. And I think he, he displays his emotions in the correct way. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, it's a, it's important um, to have that here. Uh, but keeping on the plus minus. So we said that Quinn Hughes at plus 23 Hironic is second at plus 19. Let's go deeper in the lineup. And I just want you to give me a ballpark estimate on what you think. Just on first first instinct, what do you think Tyler Myers plus minus is at? 
Um, minus five. So, it's actually at a plus ten. Okay, I wasn't gonna. Plus ten is a lot more than I thought, but I, I thought it it could have been a plus. Um, yeah. well, they, it's just they're scoring a shit ton. Yeah, they are scoring a shit ton. They've they've scored the most of any other team. Uh. They they they're the highest scoring team in the league, right? So, um, that is a big part of that. But just from the amount we've shat on Tyler Myers this year, it's just it it still seems, I mean, surprising that his plus minus would even be at a positive, um, from the amount of just horrible giveaways. But uh, I, I I think the thing is like. Last year, um, again, not a great year for the Canucks, but the difference between Tyler Myers and Quinn Hughes, Tyler Myers was at a negative 16 goal differential uh, last year versus Quinn Hughes at a plus 15 at the end of last year. That's a 31 goal swing when Quinn Hughes is on the ice, which is just tremendous. Like it is so huge such a like grand canyon in between your first pair versus you know your your last pair but this year it goes from plus 23 Quinn Hughes to a plus 10 that's only a 13 goal swing um with Quinn Hughes being at the top league um so it just I don't know like it's it it's not to get Myers out of the doghouse, but it 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 just goes to show that it's not always as bad as it seems. If that makes sense, it is easy to target someone, especially on defense, and look at all of his, all his mistakes and be yeah. like, "This guy sucks." It's like, but it's a game of mistakes. It's fast. Mistakes are made all the time by everyone. Like if you just single out one person the whole game you're going to come out of it being like, that guy fucking sucks. It's like, well, dude, you didn't like watch anyone else. You pinpointed every bad play they made and shit all over them. You came in with that bias. So it's easy to do that. Um, that being said, though, like, it gets highlighted, like, bad turnovers Yeah. from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's easy to uh... – to shit on goals given up versus uh, goals for because the, when you give up goals, it's a hell of a lot more pronounced than scoring them. I think, um, yeah, you know, but yeah, is there anything else you would uh, like to touch on for the for the Canucks as of this week right now? Not um, so they have. Minnesota and Chicago this weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Do you start to Smith for both of them? It's... You got Nashville on Tuesday. Both games are on the road. You got Nashville on Tuesday. You got to start Demko for that. They're you both know, I terrible. Think, I think on the road. So, again, it's a, it's a morning game. Uh, so in Minnesota, it's 11 a.m. here. So in Minnesota, I believe that's going to be 1 o'clock. And then Sunday, it's a noon game in Chicago. So that's going to be 3 o'clock in Chicago. 
I think what you have to do is is uh, you you gotta. I mean, DeSmith earned that shutout against the Wild the week prior that he played. So I think you gotta do DeSmith Saturday, Demko Sunday, and then DeSmith again Tuesday. Um, Nashville's good. Nashville, Nashville is good, but then their next game, the the Canucks' next game after Nashville. Oh, Dallas stars. So and I just gotta have Demko for that. I just think you gotta have Demko a hundred percent fresh for that. Um, you know what we've 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 created a bit of breathing room, a bit of trust in the team, and I I think it, it's just it's got to be it's it's just got to go that way it's got to be alternating starts for the next uh four games because i believe demko is going to get the start tonight um i'm not sure yeah. if they've if i'd be shocked if they don't yeah. especially for luongo night like that's a game they have to win yeah um you can't induct someone into the ring of honor and lose that game i feel like that should be that would be fun if if they lose the game during an induction, they have to take their name off the Ring of Honor. Like, it's it's not deserved. The team yeah. failed them. Yeah, that would be hilarious. But, yeah. So, they got to put Demko. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed already. It It is. It, I just looked now. It's probable. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'm sure he will get the start tonight. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Other than that, um, unless there's anything more you'd like to – touch on for the Canucks um, I would like to move on to our next segment we right. thank you for listening again uh, this has just been another introduction talking about the Canucks we love talking about them but the fun one the the one that you know gets us up for it it's what the fuck happened last night and that's going to come up next so we'll get into it what the fuck happened what the fuck happened what the fuck happened what the fuck happened last night all right and welcome back here we go with what the fuck happened last night um last weekend again it's just gonna be last weekend maybe in the weekday you know what sometimes we get a little little thirsty on a thursday or you know we get a little both sunday fun day in us um but yeah this is a good point we're gonna crack our number two here i've got another sleeman original lager dago you drinking the same thing no i got it i got a pabst mm. um it tastes significantly worse than the course i had I didn't realize that it was that shitty because I used to drink Paps all the time, mm. um, but it'll it'll work. It's fine. Yeah, y- you know what? It, <laughs> it's it's tough because Coors Original is is a good beer. It is quite a good beer or Coors Banquet. I don't know. I don't know why they changed the name. Like they I like... should have never changed it. And they had the cans too, are a little bit thinner. I guess it's yeah. really fit in like your sleeves or like Yetis as well. But um, it just it. It's, it was different, you know, you want something yeah. different. Yeah, it, it wasn't, you're right, like, it wasn't a skinny can, but it wasn't your standard beer can. Mm-hmm. It was, like, kind of in between. Yeah, it was a little bit taller. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it like kind of felt cooler in your hand, but like. But they still have them in the states, right? <clears throat> Built like that, I wouldn't know actually. I, mean, I don't know. I've been in a while. But I, I just, for one, I don't like the feeling of a skinny can in my hand. To be honest, it just it doesn't. It doesn't feel right. It, the grip doesn't feel right for me. Um, no, it's it's like uh, I think because you associate it with a seltzer, mm. so you're like I'm I'm drinking the wrong thing right now. Mm. it's like a subconscious when you have like a regular beer can you're like this is right this is how it's supposed to be (laughs) you you don't feel emasculated while you drink exactly that's why like with Michelob Ultras like I like Michelob Ultras who doesn't like a Michelob Ultra Mm -hmm. they're probably the easiest beer to drink on the planet but it's in a skinny can and and the thing is like I like holding a can from the bottom of the can Mm mm-hmm and I just find I get more stability when I hold um, like a shorter, fatter beer can versus a, a tall, skinny can um, when I hold it from the bottom with my with my usual grip. But yeah, I mean, that that's just getting down to the the analytics of holding a beer can. Yeah, um, not even drinking it, just like the um, the, the analysis of it. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's fun to analyze and get down to the nitty gritty. But beyond that, what the fuck happened last night? Uh, not last night, but we're gonna start it off with Friday when we, <laughs> before we uh, started recording that uh, the the podcast, or before we actually headed to the bar when we were st- recording the podcast, got a little bit of a snippet of it for the two listeners that, <laughs> that listen um but yeah just y- your impressions of friday you know what happened your thoughts um yeah, yeah it was it was weird um uh, we didn't get a table um so we were just kind of left standing around um but it was crazy mm-hmm. early too like it was like 8.30 and the floor was going nuts. Um, and the whole time I was just sitting there thinking like, man, I'm way too sober for this. Um, just wall-to-wall moms. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, we never did get a table and we just went home. But um, – and then I honestly don't even remember what happened. Oh, <laughs> I fucking – when I just took off and got a hot dog by myself at like two in the morning. <laughs> and you know, what's funny is, and I think I said it, I think my phone was on airplane mode. So while you guys, if you guys were trying to call me, I just wasn't answering. And I didn't tell anyone I was leaving. I just went. Um, so I don't know if at any point you guys were like, where is he? But yeah, that's, that was pretty fucking stupid. No, I definitely, like, I wondered where you went. I was just like, because you were there, and then all of a sudden you weren't, and you didn't mm-hmm. say anything. So I remember, like, going to check in my room. I, like, I was, we were like, oh, he must be asleep then, like, on the floor in, like, the living room or whatever. Mm-hmm. Go to check the living room. You weren't there. And then all of a sudden you just, like, popped up with a hot dog, and we were like, <laughs> we were like what the fuck? Like... It was so good. Like we would have loved to go for a 7-Eleven run. Like we were 
we were drunk enough at that point where it's just like, dude, let's go to Seb. Like, let's let's do it. You know, I don't in my I don't know why, but in my head, I was just kind of like, I don't really feel like organizing a 7-Eleven run. Like, it just felt like too much effort, mm. um, like mentally. And so I was just like, OK, just go. And uh, yeah, it was it was great. I actually felt a lot better the next day because of it um yeah because yeah. you, you came in with one of those gator lights or whatever the yeah 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 i did yeah those those seriously like the or the mexican knockoff like electrolytes um electrolyte uh they work wonders if if you drink them before you go to bed it's a, it doesn't work the next day but it, it doesn't work the next day it um i Either Gatorade bought them because Electrolytes like the original. Um, either Gatorade bought them or they just like cornered them and like made their own drink because they don't sell them at Seven Eleven anymore. The Electrolytes, it's only those Gatorade ones. It's practically the same thing, but the Gatorade ones are a bit sweeter, which mm-hmm. I don't really like when I'm drunk. Yeah. I don't need any extra sugar. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what happened there, but either way, they're fucking, they work really well and they taste good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, glad you did that, but let's, let's hop back in the John B. Cause I think there's some, there's some <laughs> funny moments in there. Cause I, I remember we, we get there and you know, my, uh, not going to name names, but the, uh, the older fellow in our group um mm-hmm. that's like yeah we know who he is walk in right away before we we don't even get to the bar we get to the little like stand by the side of it and they're selling like these tequila shots on special and we all get a tequila shot and it's like okay great we didn't even make it to the bar and we're already shooting tequila like amazing and then we get to the dance floor and yeah there is just moms everywhere like i've never seen so many moms in my life like there was i like usually you at least see like a couple girls like our age like in their in their earlier 20s at the b like maybe not it's not the whole crowd but like uh you know you'll still you'll still see them at the john b and because you know the John B is a mixed crowd. It's uh, it's it's an older bar, but it's also a younger bar. It depends on the night, but that night was purely like forty plus, and it was it was it was kind of funny. It was moms, and it was hot moms, um, and they were crazy. They were crazy. And, uh, yeah, I never know how to act around drunk moms because I feel like there's like uh a different level of respect for people older than you. But when they're dumped down to your level from drinking, it's, it just kind of, it's like conflicting in a way. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying. Um, and yeah. And like I said too, it was like nine o'clock and it was bumping. Like it was one in the morning. It was just fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's such a good point because it is hard to know what to do around them like what what do you (laughs) like the thing is like they're also like semi entertained by you because you're like you're younger and you're in your 20s but at the same time like it's entertaining to us because we're like yo this is fucking hilarious like there's like a 45 year old mom hitting on you and that's why like we do miss we do miss our friend uh well we don't miss him but you know ryan peters just to describe him he's got a mullet he wears he'll wear a band t-shirt to every bar he goes to and he's easy to spot out he he has a girlfriend now and uh that's girl- his like within the same age bracket yes yes and not his someone's is mom. great his girlfriend is great yeah um but you know what he he took down a couple moms in his days and uh it was it was a spectacle to see and he he would have had a heyday that night but you know who did have a heyday that night um was Keita. uh all of a sudden we're sitting there and like a group of Latina moms just come over and start taking off his shirt. Yep. Yeah. Unprovoked. Like they didn't even ask. They just started ripping his shirt off. Yeah. But, like and they... he had nothing underneath. He had a black beater on underneath. Yeah. He wasn't ready for that. They they didn't even ask questions. Like they no. they just came over, they started doing their dance, and all of a sudden they just like Literally, like, Kita was, like, telling them no. And, like, Lucas... Was he really? (laughs) Like, they were both, like, no, no. And then they they did not fuck... They didn't give half a shit. They just... He did not consent to that. They just started ripping off his sweater. And it was, like, their nice, like, ugly Christmas sweater, like, Mm -hmm. because they were trying to win the competition. They didn't give half a shit. Like, they just ripped it off, and then they started rubbing Kita's muscles and... You know, it, it, it was it was pretty pretty electric. Um, it was very fun to watch. But then also, I was kind of I was kind of just on the outside, yeah. looking in, and I was like, man, like this is a lot to take in right now. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the thing is, like, I, I I have a girlfriend, so I was just like, you know what, I I'm a I'm a good spectator here. Um, but. Yeah, it it was quite funny, quite quite entertaining, and uh, it's it's something you you like to see when you go out. You know, mm-hmm. never never a dull moment. Um, I think the tipping point of the night, though, um, you know, uh, the older fellow again that we're with, uh, young at heart. All of a sudden, we we look over and there's twenty four shots on a tray in front of him. Yeah. Uh, 12 Burt Reynolds. Great choice. If you're looking for a shot and 12 tequila shots, how many of them did you end up having? I don't know. I probably had the most of anyone because no one wanted them. Yeah. I think the Burt Reynolds probably went pretty fast. I don't even know if I had one. I honestly, when you, I don't remember the Burt Reynolds. I thought they were all tequila. So, I probably drank like most of the tequila shots of anyone that had one. Um, and I feel like we left not 
too late after that, which is when things kind of started going sideways for me. Um, probably, yeah, from all those tequila shots. And I'm back on tequila. I go through, like, these phases. You're back, where, eh? Like, yeah, I'll go through these phases where I'm just, like, tequila is so gross. Like, it makes me want to puke. Um, and uh, I think I'm back. Um, and I've said it before, and it it's all mental. It's the most mental shot you can take because most times it's not that bad. But when you're thinking about how bad it is, like it makes you want to puke and it makes it more difficult. The smell is really strong. And I'm kind of back to like that, um, like just uh, like just being mindful about it. And I'm just like, just take it. It's not that bad. And then I just do it. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I can just do like four more. And then I wake up in bad shape. Yeah. Yeah, it does put you in bad shape in the next morning. Like, mm-hmm. it, I think vodka is the best for that because, uh, you know, it, there's less sugar. If you just drink in vodka soda, it's like it's like your cleanest, clearest type of alcohol that's yeah. gone. I used to do that a lot, um, but it's just it caught. It's expensive. Yeah, they yeah, add up. it is, and. Uh, the thing is, like, it, what's just catching up to me now is, like, those pitchers of beer. I feel, like, I, I still love drinking beer, but I just, it's getting heavier and heavier in my stomach every time I drink it. I don't know if you feel that yet, but I, I enjoy it, but I, I, I kind of have been starting to just enjoy my my mixed liquor drinks a little bit more. Did we get a pitcher? Uh, I don't no, remember. No, we didn't. No, just we didn't. in general. We, um, we were just literally doing shooters. Like, I don't think I drank one, like... Well, because we didn't have a table. Yeah, So exactly. we had nowhere to put our drinks, so... um, And, uh... Pretty much Dave bought... Oh, shit, I said it. Might have to cut that. Um, just ordered all the shots. Um... I don't. I only bought. I think I bought a round of Burt Reynolds for everyone, mm. and um, the the bartender gave him for free. He was super yeah. cool about it. Um, so I don't think I bought that many drinks. Just like a few beers for myself, and then like maybe a couple shots here and there. Mm. Um, but most of them came from like those big rounds of like tequila and Burt Reynolds that were supplied. Yeah. Yeah. The thing was like, like when someone buys that many shots, like, yes, I would like to like do them, but also like, like they bought it. So that's why I also felt like I didn't want to like do a bunch of them because I was just like, yo like no like it's all good like like you you enjoy them but (laughs) when i was talking to him the next day he was like yeah none of you guys were doing the shots (laughs) 12 of them (laughs) yeah well no i i see it the other the other way like like you're helping him helping him out by yeah like he did this deed and there's gonna be people that don't want to drink it Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I did see after that there was just so many left. So 
Yeah. Um, I always see it. And I, that, I feel like that always happens when someone buys like a ton of shots that there's always like seven or eight left over. Yeah. Yeah. And then I always notice that. And then like, I, I, yeah, there, and the thing was, unfortunately the, the fellow who, who bought the shots was left to pick up the slack plus you. Um, but yeah, that that was one of his complaints the next day that he he was like, "You guys didn't drink any of them, but we did." But like, we all had like a shot each. But the thing was, he bought like twenty four. Yeah, more than enough. And there was eight of us. <laughs> so yeah, like everyone has one shot. There's still fucking uh sixteen left over. And the other moms that we knew. I don't think had many. No, no, no. I think it was kind of for them too. Like it was yeah. one of their birthdays and um, might've been two of their birthdays. I could be wrong on that, but um, I don't think they really had many. No, no, they, they didn't. They didn't. Um, uh, yeah. And that's another thing that he said. He was like, yeah, it was her birthday. So I was like, fuck it. Shots all around. And then apparently they were already like too hammered all the moms there that they, they were they like couldn't because they were fucking blitzed too. they were so they couldn't they couldn't do any more shots which was kind of funny yeah but yeah that was just kind of the tipping point i did a bunch of shots and all of a sudden i ended up outside and i just ended up fucking running to pizza hut and getting a whole fucking large pizza oh and- i remember that now yeah. Did you have a oh, I think I did. Uh yeah. fuck, I can't remember. But I yeah, have... now I remember you bringing the box back and we're all just outside of the bar yeah. with this fucking box. I got two ranches too and you know, everyone shared. It was good. Yeah. But yeah, that that was the point where like there was so much tequila in my system that I was just like, dude, I need something right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that there's always kind of that moment of clarity sometimes for most people i don't know about most people but um for i think me and you are pretty good at it where we're like we get a lot of drinks in us and we're like shit like this could be bad yeah um it's like a miracle it is we would even because when you're that drunk already you wouldn't most people probably wouldn't think or the way alcohol works you the only focus at that point is to drink more yeah hook up with moms like that's all you're really thinking about but um i think we're pretty good at being like we got to get food in us or we're not going to exist tomorrow yeah i mean it was it was impulse for you we were when we went back uh, yeah i got the dog yeah yeah but yeah yeah those shots it it was the tipping point because that's when the night you know there's some nights don't turn into a shit show but you know it's it's usually not a good night unless it turns into a shit show and and that was kind of the tsm turning point where it was just like yeah holy shit we are all fucking tanked and we haven't got a table for three hours that's how long we were there for there was like two hours or something like that we still haven't Mm -hmm. gotten a table um no we stayed it till past 11 and we got there at like 8 30 so mm-hmm. it was creeping up on three hours and we were like, fuck, 
we got to get out of here. So we went back to our to my place. With and, the pager. Yeah. That was really funny. That was fucking hilarious. Did they break it after? I don't know what they did with it. I don't even remember. It's it's still waiting to be beeped. Yeah. We're still waiting for no, a table. No, literally, we're still waiting for a table to this day. But, yeah, then went back to our place and did the did the usual shenanigans. But, yeah, that was... That was that night, quite an entertaining night. But one night that I did miss out on was the the night after on Saturday because I had a fucking soccer game scheduled for Sunday at 9 a.m. in fucking downtown Vancouver. Like, what are you doing for one? Scheduling a men's game at that time, place. That's neither here nor there. So I had to take the night off, even though we lost three nothing the next day. So it didn't even fucking matter. Mm. Um, but you know, how did, how did Saturday go? Cause I, uh, I wasn't able to partake. Yeah. Saturday was, um, well, what was funny was the whole day before I was like, yeah, I work at like four thirty on Saturday so I can get as drunk as I want tonight. Woke up on your couch at about eight 45 in the garage, right? Yeah. Oh, and it was good. fucking freezing and. I um and the heater stopped working. I don't know if it was yeah. like that when I fell asleep, but I woke up like shivering. Um, uh, but I managed, and um, so I go home, grab A and W on the way, and put my food down on the table, and I get a reminder on my phone. It's like you got work in like thirty minutes. I'm like, what? It's like nine <laughs> thirty. I'm like, there's no fucking way. And I check, and it's like, yeah, I had work all along at ten o'clock. No, I had no idea, but I made it on time. Um, and actually, it wasn't like a bad shift, so that was pretty crazy. Went home and napped, and then met the boys at this Lowheed pub. You haven't been there yet, but it's pretty cool. No, I, like I a... actually went there on Sunday. Actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so we were there. Um, played like two hours of pool. Yeah, just drinking beers and stuff, and then. I don't even know who brought it up. It might have been the girls, but what we were girl like there was it was just Leah and Jackson. Oh. Um and suddenly we we're like going to Tap House. Oh yeah. We haven't been in like oh man. Almost two years. Um so we walk over there and it actually turned out to be pretty fun. Dude, mm. Rob was killing the dance floor. He no. had it in the palm of his hands. Like, I've never seen someone control the floor like that from within the floor. It's usually, like, the DJ or someone on stage, like, commanding the floor. Dude, Rob, he did this thing that I've never even seen before. He did the fake microphone move and was just putting it in people's faces and people were singing along. To the oh. point that girls were literally shoving other people out of the way to get in front of the fake microphone. No way. I've never seen anything like it before. Dude, it was like lined up. It was like a waiting list for karaoke for Rob's fake microphone. It was incredible. Dude. Yeah, it was just, it was amazing. The, the fake microphone is honestly such a good, it's a good move, but it, you, you got to do it right. Because if no one's going up to the microphone, like... 
then you just look like a fucking idiot. No, but we got there late enough and everyone was drunk enough. Yeah. And um, it kind of started off slow, just within, mm-hmm. like, the few of us were going around and, like, spitting bars in the fake microphone. And then uh, he he started putting it in, like, strangers' faces. And then suddenly it was, like, a crowd waiting to be heard. Fuck yeah. It was something else. Um, and then uh, you probably heard about this. But Quinn was just sucking face. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I just know that he got kicked out. I think. I don't know. He we, I chat with him in the morning, and he said he, he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> it was a scene, dude. Everyone was watching," and uh, <laughs> um, he was like. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it was like the PDA. When he called the PDA, I just fucking started laughing. But um, they, I don't know if he, they broke him up or like kicked him out. It was kind of weird. Mm. Um, but then he went home and she stayed. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so that was kind of sad. But this, this, PDA, as he called it, went on for like an hour and a half, maybe longer. And uh, we we all just had like our jaws dropped. Yeah. Um. And then that was oh then then there there was this dancer up on the stage. Um. I don't. She wasn't wearing any underwear. Like, even, like, a bottom. So, like, and then every once in a while she would, like, pull her dress up and, like, everything was just showing. Really? Um, like, was they she, didn't do anything about it. Was she, like, paid or was she just, like, a girl that hops up? On I don't her? know. I think she was, she might have been paid. Like, she was with this guy, this, like, really old, like, fat guy um, that they looked together, like, might have been her husband. She was also like in her like mid forties or maybe even early fifties. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That was I think you might have to talk to someone else about that because the whole time I was just like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" (laughs) Um, and and, yeah, but I don't know. It was a good night. Nice. And then we just went. We went to Denny's at like four in the morning, and um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard Denny's was a fucking riot, dude. You you know it's like a again like a marker of a night when you end up at Denny's past like not not at breakfast, you know. And we were in no rush to leave either. It wasn't like I just quickly grabbed some food. Like I could have sat there with them for like hours after. Like I was just we were just hanging out, having a good time, shooting the shit. Um, yeah. Um, I don't honestly I remember like parts of it um, yeah because at that point I was really drunk but uh, yeah it was, it was fun though yeah nice honestly sounds like a fun night and yeah it was uh, described to me earlier and fuck I missed out but you know what 
<laughs> I haven't even talked to anyone else about it. Like, I haven't really talked to Robert Josh since. Mm. We haven't, like, recapped it, really. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't. wonder what they'd say. For, you know, well, congratulations to him. Uh, <laughs> you know, new member of the Las Vegas, what are they called, Bulldogs? Desert, yeah, desert, desert dogs. Desert dogs. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, sounds like a fun night. Um, yeah, honestly, what the fuck happened last night? All I can say is um, the Sunday after, you know, I had a bit of a Sunday fun day with Andrew. And uh, let's just say I, did, I didn't make it too far into the night. But <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> But yeah, I'll, uh, I don't. I don't exactly remember anything past the uh, past halftime of the Sunday night game. But what did you guys watch? Just in the garage. Uh. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. That's what the fuck happened last night. Mm-hmm. Again, what the fuck happened last night? Brought to you by, you know, sponsor us, please. <laughs> Give us the sponsors are like. When you see benches that don't have a sponsor, it's like, place your ad here, and that's the sponsor. Like, that's where we're at right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, maybe maybe this podcast will actually get entertaining if you sponsor us. Maybe we'll have more beer. Maybe it won't be fucking 2 o'clock on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's pregame for the Canucks game tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, what the fuck happened last night? Thank you for listening. Our next segment we're going to get into is the football report, and that'll be next. We'll see you then. I love football. Thank you. Thank Thank you, Eric. All right, next we're going to get into the football report. And you know what? Fuck it. It's brought to you by my dog. His name is Bacon. Uh, if you want to come see him, just bring over a six pack and I'll let you pet him. Uh, you know who it's not brought to you by? Who? My, my dog fucking Fuck. died. That's what dogs do. They love you for all these years and they fucking die. Anyway, moving on. I don't mean to laugh at that, but um, RIP, may he may he rest in peace. Um, can I say his name, Milo? Yeah, Milo, he fucking died. <laughs> uh, and oh, right before he died, he he left a shit right on your pillow. He shit on my bed, um, which was basically his deathbed, um, so kind of fitting. Um, I was going to bury the shit somewhere nice, and then like two weeks ago, I remember I was supposed to be still just sitting under the, the patio, and uh, it was gone, dude. It's fucking gone. I don't know what happened. No one was... <laughs> No one touched it. It's just gone. What? So um, that was weird. Yeah. All right. Anyways, 
contact me if you want to pet bacon and give us a six pack um and f's in the comments for milo uh (laughs) (laughs) tough turn we're gonna take it uh uh, into football we're gonna start in chronological order so the seahawks fall to the 49ers 28 to 16 um but i think that scoreline you know it's it's that's only a a a two score game i guess just a true lock he looked good he did like i didn't like even with gino playing i was like they're gonna get killed um but uh right before the game they're like yeah gino's out Drew Lock looked all right. I was kind of surprised. Um, like a, I think it was a good start, and then they stopped scoring. Yeah, like 10 in the first. Maybe that was the only touchdown. Okay, maybe he didn't play that well. Yeah. So. Oh, no, they had a passing touchdown. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so it, it looked promising in the, in the first quarter at uh... – DK Metcalf scores that touchdown and the game stays close in the fourth or in the first quarter. But, uh, you know, it kind of, it, it just didn't seem close after that. The 49ers kind of took a hold and, um, you know, I think that that scoreline 28 to 16, you know, it, it wasn't even that close. I feel like, uh, after oh. the first quarter, it didn't seem like the Seahawks had a chance. They just kind of fell flat and, I just I, I didn't really see a path for them to, you know, come back if that makes sense. No, never. And um, DK got in a fight, got kicked out of the game. Mm-hmm. Love seeing that from your star players. Um, yeah, I don't. It's it it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be, but it still sucks. Um, and we have a lot of work to do. Um, we got the Eagles next week, who, which we'll get into. Yeah. But, um, I don't know We're it's like a weird kind of like the whole season leading up to this. We're like excited about being a, in a playoff spot. I don't even know if we're going to make it anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I think we might as well just get into this conversation now. Seahawks are at six and seven now. Um, they're a sub five hundred team. Uh, you know, I, I I know I said this uh, in the last podcast, but again, Seahawks fans came out and said, you know, we're probably just going to be six and eight after this after this four game stretch, and and guess what? They're three quarters of the way there. Uh, so it's like, you know, <laughs> their prediction came true, but like that, that kind of, that kind of sucks. Like what kind of sucks now is that like the Rams look pretty good, mm-hmm. which we at the start, that was like a for sure, like they're out, but now they're in it. They're like tied with them and they're, they've been looking good. They probably should have won that game against the Ravens. Um, but they're they're the Packers look good now. Um, so they I don't know they got they got a lot of work to do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, yeah, it just I mean, 
I don't know. It's just, again, another big game. And it just, it's just uncompetitive. Like, uh, at least if, um, you know, you, you can get to these big games against big teams and make it competitive, uh, it seems like it should, it, it, it should make a statement for you. Again, if they lose that, uh, like, 28 to 25 and you know they the this the 49ers beat them by a field goal or whatever and they're in it the whole time and that that makes a bit more of a statement but it's again it's their third game in a row against your big team and i mean they did make a statement against the cowboys i will say that like they they stuck in and hung in there until the end but it's just it's again it's another loss and um just coming up short without really any fight to the game um, against a big team. Yeah. So, the, like the cow, like that was such a fun game to watch against the Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. Game they could have had uh, would have been so cool to pull that off. But um, now we sit here. Always knew they were going to get trampled by the Niners. They still got the Eagles. I don't know. It's Oh, dude. Yeah, it it it's tough. It um, it it's just tough, and you know, it's one thing that we we think about with the Canucks. Like, it's like, okay, great, let them sneak into the playoffs. But like, do you see them doing any sort of damage in the playoffs? No, not at all. Um, we're at the same point as last year. Where it's like we could sneak in, but we probably won't win. And it's mm-hmm. the same this year. At least, like, I wouldn't say at least, but this year at the start, there was like, yeah, we'll probably win a game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, there's no fucking way. Well, because the thing is, what they're looking at now is now they're, instead of, you know, like getting into the playoffs in a higher seed, they're looking at sneaking in. And, Sneaking into the playoffs right now, you're going to have to play one of the 49ers, Eagles, or Cowboys. And, you know, if, if you if you sneak into that seventh, seventh seed, it just seems like such an uphill battle for the Seahawks to beat any one of those teams. Yeah. No, there's no fucking way. Um, so it's... And I think two years ago, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's been this way with the Seahawks for basically since um, their last Super Bowl run. It's just uh, we're we're in the hunt, and then we already know what we're gonna do when we get there. And um, yeah, it's it sucks, dude. I don't have much else to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is and we'll, we'll talk a bit more. Um, but their next game comes up against the Eagles. I think we'll just get up to that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be there at the game. I'm, wait, wait, are we going to skip over the Eagles getting trampled we'll, by the Cowboys? We'll get, we'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But uh, first, I just want to stay on the Seahawks. And, um, you know, uh, they have a game at home 
this Monday, which I'm very pissed about because I'm supposed to go to the game and it was supposed to be all planned out that I would, uh, you know, see the game on Sunday and go home on Monday and everything was planned out. Like, how the fuck do you flex a game on Sunday? It's okay if you flex it to Sunday night. Who the fuck cares? But how do you flex a fucking game to Monday night? It's a whole new different fucking day. Like, people have planned their fucking weekends. Like, people that don't live there. Like, it's it's kind of like how they moved, like, the Drake concert. I get how it wasn't a huge deal, but, like, it's still a big deal. Like, people are pissed off. Like, fuck, what are you doing? Anyways, they faced them Monday night, Seahawks, Eagles, now, I, I, I know the Eagles have uh, struggled a bit, but, uh, you know, can you can you see a way for the Seahawks to pull this off? Because, look, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, they also played the Seahawks, and I went and watched a game. And the Seahawks weren't particularly good that year either, but they still pulled out a win against the Eagles. Um, I do not see a chance that the Seahawks win this game. Mm. Um, well, now, you know, now that more that I think about it, um, maybe, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's a wake up call for the Eagles. Um, you know, I feel like anyone that loses a game that bad probably comes out and has a good game. So, but, I don't know, like, the Seahawks have surprised people this year from time to time. I don't know. I don't really know what to, I, I'll, gun to my head, the Eagles are killing the Seahawks, but, I don't know. Yes, yeah. I'm excited about it, though. It should be a good game, I think. Yeah. I just think, um... Like I, every time you're an Eagles fan and you bet for the Eagles, they're gonna lose. So, again, I have to say that I'm betting against the Eagles. But at the same time, I just think that with Geno Smith and or Drew Locke and the Seahawks offensive line, which has really not shown that well this year against a very stout defensive front that the Eagles have star studded fast, get to the quarterback pressure him. It's just, I think the Seahawks are going to have a very tough time on offense with their quarterbacks under that much pressure. Um, Because the thing is, and let's, let's hop into the Eagles game and then we'll get back to a bit. Um, with the Seahawks, but Sunday night prime time uh, game you get up for a game that you want to watch that just really fell flat. They got killed. They They got got killed. They got killed. Um, You know what? It was a game where the Eagles defense did not look good. They did not look like a Super Bowl defense. They got ran on like if your run defense is, is giving up that big of a play and credit to Dallas, their, their run offense was explosive. They were hitting holes. They were, you know, getting the right blocks out there. Um, but just again, on such a star studded 
uh, defensive front that the Eagles have. It just it it's it was baffling, and and when you can't stop the run like that, it just it it opens up the pass for so much more. And um, you know when you uh, I've seen it with the Eagles when you can run the ball, your time of possession goes up so much. And uh, if you can if your time of possession is up, that means you're controlling the game, right? And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a, that's a big way to dictate the game when you control it. Cause you have the ball for most of it. Yeah. It, it, what was it? Like their first score was a return or a pit, scoop and score. Uh, the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was their only touchdown of the game. Yeah, I even, I bet on the Eagles. Um, <laughs> And uh, it wasn't fun to watch, man. They were really bad. Yeah. And Dallas yeah. might just be good. I don't know. I was I was shitting on Dallas last time, but they might just be really good, and that sucks. A it lot. Does. But you know what? Are, the thing is, like, it, it's easy to hate on Dallas. They they got some particularly loud fans, so. You know, it's and and they haven't had a lot of playoff success. They're an easy punching bag, um, but they, you know what? They looked really good. Um, they ran the ball, they threw the ball, and in a game where you know what, when your defense isn't helping out, your offense has to put up, pick up the slack, and the Eagles' offense just just couldn't do it, and it was just it, it's. It's been two weeks now where, again, the 49ers put up 41 points. The Cowboys put up 33 points. You'd like to see a little bit more, you know, fight out of your offense to get back in the game. But it just, it it doesn't look right from the Eagles offense right now. And um, they just can't, they haven't been able to compete with these high-flying offenses the past couple weeks um, when their defense hasn't been able to, keep them in games per se yeah like the when the eagles offense sucks it really sucks and it's frustrating Mm -hmm. um and um they've only like they're what 10 and 3 now yeah they've only had um a couple statement wins where it's like the eagles offense is here like hasn't really all year long, it's kind of been that way. Um, there's so many games where it's like, how did they win that? Um, Especially the Bills game and the Chiefs game. The Chiefs, too. The Chiefs should have probably won that game, but the guy couldn't catch that ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I, I'll be. I don't feel good about the Eagles this year, but I still like. I don't like the Seahawks, so I'm not too worried about the Eagles killing my Seahawks yeah well the thing is like I just with so much star power that that the Eagles have it just like it baffles me and and it's disappointing when they're when their offense underperforms with Jalen Hurts at quarterback one of the best offensive lines in football you got Dallas Goddard at tight end but that's like your worst receiver of the bunch you got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith on the outsides. It just it's it seems like there's no way that they can't figure it out on offense, but they just 
they haven't been able to and it, it it feels like it should be there but it just it it hasn't been but that is what it is and the eagles are going to face the seahawks um on monday you know i i think it's going to be interesting i think the most interesting thing is not going to be the eagles defense against the seahawks offense but on the other side of the ball because you have a struggling Eagles offense versus struggling Eagle or Seahawks defense. And it's just going to be interesting, you know, who gets tuned up and who, uh, who comes out on top. Um, because, you know, <laughs> you got to score points to win the game. So, you know, if the, if the Seahawks can figure it out on defense and the Eagles continue to struggle, maybe that's, maybe that's where the Seahawks get an edge in that game. Yeah. And Seattle's a tough place to play. It is. Um, so there is a chance, but I don't see it. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a, it's a tough one to see, but it'll be interesting. Like you said, it's going to be loud in there when the Eagles offense steps on the field, been there before it gets deafening loud. So So loud. Yeah. So goddamn loud. Yeah. But the thing is you put up a couple plays and you know, it's it's you can you can quiet down an audience uh, with more offense. So we'll see how they do. We see we'll see how they fare. Uh, it should be a fun one. But I think one thing that I wanted to talk about, though, from last week, um, the Bills they defeat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, twenty to seventeen. You, you know it's a back and forth game and whatever. The Bills come out on top with that field goal. Now, one thing that was controversial, which I don't see any of the controversy whatsoever, but I do want your take on it, was, you know, the the amount of complaining about that offsides call on that potential winning touchdown by by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I was so tired. After like a day. I was like, this is stupid. It was so overblown. Um, probably Mahomes' lowest point in his career. Yes. He was just crying. Like not I mean it, he walked it back. Um, but it was like unreal how like just complaining the whole time. Um, and then crying in Josh Allen's face, like going for a handshake and being like oh it's fucking bullshit it's like yeah dude it's not only was it like it's sports shit happens but it was like a clear off sides mm-hmm. um and it's like it sucks because it was a cool play um and it would have kept the game going but he was offside he was offside that's the thing like it's it's not like it's like pass interference where it's up to judgment or it's like you know, like, like it's a hold and it's like, yeah, was that a hold? Was that not a hold? Like it's black and white. He's over the line. It's offsides. Like what's the ref supposed to do? Like, just let it slide. Like it's, it's, it's a penalty. It's, it's a, it's a black and white penalty. And what are you doing complaining about it? Mm-hmm. And he also, they threw the flag, like when it happened, it wasn't like the touchdown happened. And then they were like, wait, there was a penalty there. Like, 
it was a penalty the whole play. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was just, like, I was tired of it. After, like, not long, I was just like, man, like, not, like, that big of a deal. He's offside. Like, and it's also, it's a regular season game. The Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. Um, like, maybe this affects their chance of getting the one seed, but um, it's it wasn't, like, that meaningful of a game. Yeah, but it's just, like, just also just be on side. Like, it's not – Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's literally, like, what are you – what are you mad at the refs about? What are you saying horrible fucking call to? It is the perfect call. He's offside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a it's a great call. And it's an easy call. It's not even like it's hard. Like it like when you when you have hand fighting in the secondary and you gotta be like, oh no, that was like pass interference or that wasn't pass interference. It's like you know, it was offside. I don't know what's offside. What you're complaining about, especially when you walk up to the opposing quarterback and you say horrible fucking call and then walk away. It's like, dude, get the fuck out of my face. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That kind of pissed me off when I saw that. But yeah. just quickly, I want to touch on it. Um, our fantasy league. I know no one cares, but I think it's, it's pretty interesting. We went into the final week uh, with the sixth place to the twelfth place in our league, all at five and seven. Yeah, it was a seven-way tie for last place, right? Yeah, seven-way tie for last place. Um, you know, did you end up winning? I did. It didn't matter. Right. So Rob's team went up, off, and yeah, you ended up winning, and then you know you didn't score enough points, and. No. And the the guy ahead of you uh, scored, you know, a lot of points, so you couldn't catch him. But it w- it was interesting. I, I I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, you know, <laughs> a seven way tie for last place at five and seven. It's crazy. Um, so I think it was it was like four of the eight teams. Um, made it to the playoffs in our league with a sub-500 record. Um, but oh, it, I, I know this is just personal to me, but I just have to say it and I have to share it. I go into the final week losing five times in a row. and No, six times in a row. I lost six times in a row. Um, so... No, no, sorry. It was five times in a row because I was five and two, and then all of a sudden I was five and seven. Um, that's neither here nor there. But I go into Monday night, and all I need is Tua Tagovailoa to outscore because I'm tied with the guy going into Monday night. And all I need is Tua Tagovailoa to outscore um, a backup running back in A.J. Dillon and a kicker. And he puts up fucking nine points. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, Tyreek. He needs Tyreek. That offense runs through Tyreek, and he was hurt. It does. It just – I couldn't believe it. I I couldn't even – it pissed me off. So that means I lost 
Um, I went to the playoffs five and or what I I'm now in eleventh in the league, second last at five and eight. Going for the toilet bowl, it's just it, it's it's very disappointing that I that I couldn't pull out one win in the last fucking six games of the season to get into the playoffs. But yeah, that's not you're, you're in trouble now. I'm in trouble. I might be like I think I'll be okay. Like, um, Quinn's quarterback situation's pretty bad, and I overall have a better team, so I'm not too worried. But like, I'm still in it. Where like, you're 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 in fucking trouble, dude. <laughs> yeah, I might. Uh, whoever comes in last in the league, because there's going to be a playoff for the toilet bowl. So, whoever loses out has to wear a dress golfing. Um, Is that confirmed? That's confirmed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, next golf season. So I don't we'll think s- that's that's that bad. By the way, it depends on. I, I don't think it's that bad either. I think it's going to be funny, but it depends on. Like, I'm not going to be able to, or whoever does it, like, isn't going to be able to choose the dress. You know. Yeah. The other so, thing too is that they can't say they lost the bet. They that defeats the whole purpose, I think. Right. They just have to wear it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They can uh, probably do like the oh like what's you got a problem? Like Yeah, like what? You, I identify this. They they could do that. Yeah. And uh that's easy to get people to look away, but um Going into him being like, yeah, I lost a bet. Like, that kind of takes the fun out of it, I think. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. But anyways, that's all I kind of wanted to get into with football. Um, this week, you got Cowboys-Bills at one thirty, and then Ravens-Jaguars uh, for the Sunday night game. And then, obviously, we talked about it. Eagles-Seahawks uh, on Monday night. But... You know, other than that, not too many good matchups, but those are kind of some of the ones you want to look for. Uh, fuck the Cowboys. I hope they lose. We want the Eagles to get the first seed. Uh, Ravens, Jaguars. Let's hope Nathan Rourke uh, gets in the game somehow. Yeah, let's, let's hope uh, Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. And then CJ Bathard. Um, yeah, let's hope uh, it's just a QB slaughter fest out there. Yeah. Yeah, go at, go at their knees. If you ever have a chance to sack them, just dive right at their knees and bend yeah. them. Um, sure. But we hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we just love Nathan Rourke, um, former BC Lion, uh, you know, from here. So we hope mm-hmm. for the best for him. Good luck to him. But this has been the Football Report again. Brought to you by my dog. His name is Bacon. Give me a six pack and I'll I'll let you pet him. So um yeah, there it is. Uh for our next segment, we're gonna get into breaking boobs, where you know, we just get someone to shit on us for a sec. So here we go. We'll see you in the next one. Okay, I don't know what we're gonna do for breaking boobs. <laughs> But, yeah, should we just do bet bet of the week real quick or whatever? Yeah, okay. We'll figure do... that out later. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll do our, 
we'll do our bets of the week. Um, okay, here. Um, okay, I'll, I'll just I'll actually just end it after bet of the week. So I'll just mm-hmm. do I'll yeah. do a bet thing. Okay, and okay for our upsets of the week, um, or just locks of the week, bets of the week. Um, for me, what I'm going to say is I think the commanders are going to beat the Rams and I I think pretty easily. Really? I think so. Um, you know what? I think Sam Howell is a really good quarterback. Dude, so that's where I'm stuck because I have him and um, Justin Fields. Fields is he's good for fantasy, but he's going up against the Browns. I have Sam Howell. I don't know what to do here. Yeah, that's like the Rams tough. don't have like a. I mean, they still have Aaron Donald, but they don't have like a particularly great defense. Like, for me, I think this game, the Commanders and Rams, like you said, the over-under is set at 50. Mm -hmm. I'm hammering the over for that game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, and I think Sam Howell is actually going to come out on top somehow because he's honestly a good quarterback. I'm I'm saying it. Sam Howell is a good quarterback. That gives me a lot to think about. Because they haven't projected getting it, like, getting 15 points, which is, like, never true, the projections. But, um, fuck. Uh, it gives me a lot to think about. Yeah. What do you uh, what What do you think? Uh, you got an upset? You got a hundred? I got – all I got is um, tonight I got the Raiders minus three. Um, not my bet, but I'm betting it. Um, not going to be a good game. The Raiders going up against Easton Stick and the Chargers. It's like great name. I had to bring that up. Easton Stick. Too bad he's not a hockey player. It's like fuck. He chose the wrong sport. But yeah, um, with Herbert out for the season, I think it was a season, right? It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Minus three. So I got the Raiders minus three, and then I got the Colts. Minus one and a half versus the Steelers at home on Saturday. Um, we got a Saturday game. Pickett still out. Got an ankle injury. And I like the Colts. You like the Colts. I, I like don't it. like them as like a team, but against like the Steelers have looked really bad lately. Yeah. And uh, Mitch Trubisky has never been a good quarterback. So um, that's my bet. One and a half. Should be pretty easy. Yeah, I like it. And I thought, let's just mention, there is actually three games on Saturday. Yes. Uh, We've got uh, Vikings-Bengals kicking it off at 10 a.m., Steelers-Colts at 1.30, and then the Broncos and the Lions uh, for the night game on Saturday. So should be, be, um, you know, interesting. We have Saturday games for the rest of the season I believe um uh except for maybe week yeah 15. 
But no, yeah. eighteen, eighteen, they flex a game onto Saturday usually. Oh, okay. So, so we got eighteen, like all the games. It just says Sunday, but they it depends who's got like the best matchup with uh, playoff implications. Right. So there we go. So, um, we got Saturday games. I like Saturday games, uh, just because you know what I honestly I don't watch a lot of of college football. So, uh, yeah, it's like. College football, it's um, the good bowl games aren't until like the last week mm-hmm. of December. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now they just got these shitty bowls. So, but some big games, uh, January first. I'm really excited about for college football. Yeah, well, we'll look forward to that. But this has been the football report uh, again. Brought to you by my dog, Bacon. Give me a six pack. I'll let you pet him. Okay, so as we conclude this podcast, I just want to first talk about, uh, again, we, we touched on it last week, but the Toronto Blue Jays and the Major League Baseball in uh in general so Shohei Otani we all saw the news he signs a 10 year 700 million dollar contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers it's it's astronomical the amount of money um you know it's again there's no salary cap in the MLB there's only a like a very soft one with a luxury tax did he play the Toronto Blue Jays to get more money? Do you, or was it just a, a bunch of hoopla? All the uh, that the Toronto media was spilling out. What do you think? No, the guy apologized, right? That leaked that. Right. Yes. I'm pretty sure he would just. Yes, he did. Um, he he got. So apparently, the uh, like the guy that uh, fed the information that he was on some private jet, uh, headed for Toronto, um, and it didn't it turn out just to be some guy that was like on Shark Tank or whatever, and like yeah, there's something is represented by the same like agency that Shohei Otani was, um, and he just got fed some some bad information or whatever. Um, but it, it really seems like, like he actually kind of played the blue Jays just to get more money out of the Dodgers. No. Um, I don't know. He was, he's deserving of that money. I think. Um, well, maybe not, but no, I saw something where, it's actually only like a $500 million contract. Um, he's just going to get more. Yeah, but so... There's something weird about that. It's not actually $700 million. So what he did, actually, is it's like... Um, I know the deferral. He's only making $2 million for like, whatever, 10 years. But there's something else that I didn't really understand, that it's actually only $500 million. Hmm. Well, I didn't, I, I didn't exactly, I didn't see that part of it, but I know that it's like, it's a $700 million contract, but it's, it's going to be paid out, um, not 
in 10 years, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's actually going to take longer um, for, for them to, to pay that contract, which I don't know why they, they announce it now as a 10 year contract since it's, it's, but whatever, I don't understand. He doesn't cause he doesn't play after. Right. Yeah. So uh, he can like sign a new contract if he wants, I think on top of the money he's already making. It's not like an opt-in. Right. I'm pretty sure that at the end of the 10 years, he can just play for someone else and still get paid like whatever 60 million a year for the, from the Dodgers. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But I I think the, the bigger part is, and I, I think the more interesting conversation is, you know, was that, contract maybe at you know 10 years for 600 and i don't know 50 million dollars and the blue jays had it at like 640 or something like that or 630 and um the otani's agency leaked out some stuff um to toronto media that made them made the Dodgers maybe like up the price and say, okay, fine, we'll do 10 years at $700 million. So, you know, did he, did he kind of use the blue Jays to get an extra 50 mil, which, which seems like not that much in a $700 million contract. um, When you think about the proportion of it, but an extra 50 million out of, out of, uh, out of the Dodgers. I think that's just kind of how negotiations work. You do what you can to get as much money as you can. You'll fucking leak information if you have to. I I don't, like, it sounds bad, but I don't, I think that's just how it is. I don't think, uh, he also probably didn't have, like, anything to do with that. Like, he was probably just sitting there answering, like, a couple calls here and there from his agent being like, here's where we're at. But I don't think he was involved in being like do this do that i don't know i don't think it's like a big deal i i never thought he was really coming here for sure there's mm-hmm. always a little bit in my mind that was like yeah probably not so um sucks but um i still think the jays have a good future yeah it was tough to watch this year they're fucking embarrassing but uh again it's like this it's like with the seahawks like they're good they're not that good mm-hmm. i don't know yeah we'll i mean the thing is like <laughs> what's funny is all shohei is doing is going from anaheim to los angeles like yeah. it's it, <laughs> It, it we always kind of knew that he was going to go to the Dodgers. That's what, that's what they were saying since like the trade deadline. Basically, it was like, yeah, you know, like the Angels might trade him, and then like he'll just go to the Dodgers and sign for whatever. But then they didn't trade him, and then now he went to the Dodgers, like we always kind of predicted and knew. So, you know, it was it, such it, a bonehead move by the Angels. Not trading him. Oh my goodness! Because you knew he was going. You could have got so much for him. Mm-hmm. So much. Um, and now, what do you got? You got Mike Trout, who's 
just stuck there by himself. Like one player is not gonna make the playoffs for you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they haven't even made the playoffs with Mike Mike Trout, right? No, they haven't. They're what they're again. They're Jeez. one of those teams that like isn't. You know, they're not able to afford uh, big name players, and and you know they they've got to get kind of crafty to you know, make it to the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs because um, they are a smaller market team because the Dodgers do, you know, take up a big part of that market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there probably shouldn't be a team there. Yeah. Like, it should just be the Dodgers. Yeah, but, yeah, who knows. But they can still afford Mike Trout. Mike Trout's making a lot of money, so... That is that is one thing, but I mean, yeah, it, it's it's disappointing. But we knew it was coming. I think I, uh, it just sucks that like our our hopes got got up for I don't know what was it. Yeah, we got hours, teased. Yeah, ten hours. We got blue balled. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we always knew this was coming, and it's unfortunate. But that's the way it goes. The Blue Jays will have to figure it out. But. Um, Last thing I want to talk about is the Edmonton Oilers, actually. Um, so they're on a win streak. They've been picking it up lately. They are currently at 25 points, 12 points behind the Canucks. Do you think it's possible that, you know, I, I think we all envision that Vegas and LA are going to be first and second in, in the division. But do you think it's possible that the Oilers can gain another 12 points on the Canucks to get third in the division? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't. I don't know. Vancouver's playing pretty well. Like, if they win tonight, they'll have four straight. They'll probably win the next two games, hopefully three. Um, I I don't know if I see the Oilers lasting mm. this streak, this hot streak. Um, to be honest, I haven't followed them at all. But um, – yeah, I don't. I don't know if I. I don't think so. I feel pretty good. Um, I mean, they have beat some good teams: New Jersey, Carolina. But uh, they beat Vegas. Fuck. Um. Now I'm worried. Yeah. Um. Because the thing is, like, twenty-five points. That's the twelve points. Twelve point difference between them. That's that's six games. So when you think about it, like the Canucks have played, how many games have they played? Uh, sorry, I'm just doing this on the spot mm-hmm. here. Uh, let's go to the standings. Oh, let me pull up the standings here. Uh, the Canucks have 28 games played. So that means they have 54 more games to play and 54 games all that Oilers would have to do is win six more games than the Canucks. It's possible. 
Yeah, I just I don't know. The Canucks have just been pretty good, so Yeah. Um I think we'll be okay. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It it could happen. Yeah. I but and, yeah. But honestly, the thing is, if you get into a wild card spot, maybe that's even more beneficial because the uh, the Pacific Division has been good this year. I mean, if, when you look at the top of the standings, you got Vegas in first, Vancouver in fourth, and LA in fifth. That's a that's a pretty good division, if you ask me. And uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to face any of those teams in the in the playoffs right now. No. Um... It's the Pacific's been really good. The West overall has just been really good with Colorado and Dallas. Um, but yeah, like LA is really good. Um, gone are the days that like remember when they made the playoffs every year from like oh eight to like twenty fourteen because they just had yeah. easy like um, like an easy in. Yeah. Um, so it's it's fucking dude. What Winnipeg's really good? Winnipeg's good. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. And the Islanders um, too. Like they're they're up. What? There. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! This is honestly the first time I've looked at the standings <laughs> in a while. Such good. Um, Pittsburgh's but... that bad. Yeah. Holy! They're thirteen and twelve and in seventh in their division. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, we like it's gonna be a fun playoffs. It is. Um like right now as it stands, if you look at the wild card, um like I think dude, what Arizona's in a wild card? No way, man. I'm not looking at the right thing. <laughs> dude, what? I mean Edmonton will pass them, but that's crazy. I assure you, you're you're not dreaming. You're looking at the right thing, but it wow. it, it is quite um quite astonishing. Uh, God, it's gonna be so much fun yeah. watching this shit come down. It is. Um, yeah, I mean Boston. That's expected. Florida, Toronto, the yeah. Islanders. That's surprising because when we watched them, they did not look that good. No, they were they were struggling, but. Mm-hmm. You know what? It should be a good end to this, or it should be a good playoff race. It's very tight right now. There's a there's a big mushy middle right now, um, so that there should be a lot of movement, uh, you know, coming into the rest of the season. So it should be it should be fun to watch. Let's hope the uh, the Canucks keep their pace and uh, can stay on top. But other than that, uh, anything else from you that you wanna that you wanna touch on or you wanna oh, say? Diego? Nothing. I'm all I'm all set. All set. Well, uh, you have fun at the Canucks game tonight. Uh, I'm jealous. Make sure you cheer them on if they do well, and boo them hard if they don't. Um, I'll be looing the whole game. You'll be looing. I love. Yeah. Not even like after the like after the ceremony too. I'll be looing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because he was he was all right. Yeah, good. And, uh, yeah, make sure you, uh, you know, this podcast is going to come out Friday morning. But, uh, you know, um, should be a good game. Looking forward to it. Other than that, we want to thank you for listening again. Uh, it's just it's just fun to sit here and, you know, drink some beer. I, uh, 
I'm just finishing up this beer right now, so I'm going to finish it before we uh, end this podcast. Cheers, everyone. Oh, wait. There we go. I think. Mm. All right. Beer's done. Um, and, yeah, uh, let's let's get after it. Thank you again for watching, guys. Um, send your feedback in the comments. The our, our four listeners or three listeners now that we have. Um, but this has been the Vulgar Vancouver podcast. Uh, I've been your host, D. Sandy. For my co-host, Spangler, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you again. And we will catch you on the flippity flop next week. See you later. Have an amazing time. It's great sports weekend, as there is with every weekend. Football's on. Hockey's on. What more can you be excited for? Let's get her going. Uh, let's carry some momentum into the weekend. I'm getting after it. Maybe I'll even have a Thursday Thursday. Who knows? But let's get after it. Let's drink some beer. Let's watch some sports. What more can you want? And as for us, we're going to tune out and we're going to get after it. We'll see you later. Till next time. This has been the Volcar Vancouver podcast. And we can't wait to talk to you next. See you later. Thank you.